Hello everyone, welcome to my series of podcasts on current affairs and international relations. Over here we are going to discuss all the burning issues in India as well as the diplomacy and international relations that concerns India. I hope you are going to have a great time listening it. Uh, so again, you know, thank you for being a part of this. Today we are going to discuss on a definite social issue that has plagued India uh, ever since the inception of internet. Uh, yes, you're right. We are talking about a digital divide. So, if you are he- hearing this term for the first time, I'll just explain it to you shortly. What digital divide is? Uh, digital divide is caused when one group of information uh, have access to laptops, internet, uh, a stable internet connection, and the mobile, and you know, hence they have access to a lot of information. Whereas there is other group of people who do not have laptops or computers or mobile and hence do not have access to a lot of information uh, we of course today live in a information driven society okay like our world is heavily information driven okay we also say that we live in an information society right now so the digital divide is actually very much evident you know if, if you talk to a person who does not have access to internet or say is uh, not keen enough to read newspapers or to keep a tab of what's happening in and around him then there is a sharp distinction in uh, the logical deductions given by people who have access to all these and people who do not have access and you know, when you compare them, you figure out the digital divide. So I hope you get uh, the meaning of the term digital divide. So today, uh, I'll just talk about uh, digital divide at the time of you know Corona. Okay. The COVID nineteen pandemic uh, moved education online. You know, and showed us the glaring digital divide in education in India. I'll just give you some figures to help you analyze the bigger picture. So, India has the world's largest education system with over 250 million students, okay, enrolled in some 1.5 million schools, and there exists another 37.4 million students enrolled in approximately 50,000 higher education institutions or HEIs, okay. The COVID-19 lockdown in the country has suspended physical classes in all educational institutions. The suspension of physical classes moved again teaching, learning and assessment of students to online mode. And you know this shift from you know chalk talk mode to online mode you know, has barred a big digital divide in India's education system at two levels. One is uh, continuity of learning of students in urban versus those in rural areas. And the second aspect is digital readiness of government versus private educational institutions. Now, like I will talk on the second point first and then eventually I will move on to the first one. Uh, the second point states like um, how ready you know, is our government institutions um, when compared to private education institutions. So when uh, Corona did struck India and a total lockdown was declared, you know, around I think 23rd of March. So 
what happened is just at that point of time all educational institutions were shut down and uh, you know we all shifted from physical classes to online classes now private education institutions they had the adequate infrastructure or again uh, i'll say they did uh, provide a support to start this transition from physical to online classes various you know government lacked this okay the government sector absolutely had no idea or you know or never um, expected that a ton of events would force them to uh, transform from offline to online mode of education so if you're talking about the digital readiness of course private educational institutions had a lead with respect to government institutions now um, again there were very challenges that i would like to mention you know many uh, many private edu- education institutions were quick uh, in making the transition you know from physical to online mode but that was again uh, not the case with uh, government education institutions but again you know if i'm talking about government education institutions always remember that uh, we talk about the best in the business and we talk about uh, the average government governmental education institutions okay um uh, like you know a lot of government education institutions failed to make this transition barring a few now these few they are actually known by everyone the iits nits and iims okay and again some of the central universities so they were able to cope up with the uh, transition and they did it you know very quick but you know most of the educational institutions you know were struggling to make this transmission uh, and then uh, some of the challenges uh, that were faced that the first one being you know the lack of uh, digitized content you know uh, there are various subjects which lacked digital content okay so at first you know before we moved on to online education or online classes we had to create a lot of uh, online lectures and online content so that you know even uh, if we do not take the class due to some network error or problem we have the content ready to supplement the students you know so that information uh, on a definite topic or on a definite subject uh, never ceases okay the continuity of learning for those you know enrolled in government schools and higher education uh, especially in the rural areas is a big concern you know as uh, you know schools and colleges remain shut and Uh, if we do a comparative analysis we are going to find that people in rural areas they have uh, you know less uh, access to the internet even if they have access to the internet the connection is terrible and poor so which offers actually no use now if i talk about the first concern there is a continuity of learning of students in urban versus those in rural areas uh, i would like to you know draw your attention uh, that uh, in at higher education level in rural india um, there has been a known challenge you know for many years uh, that is education itself if you move on to rural india you know you're going to find like these people they are not keen to higher education okay they are not prone or they are not ambitious enough to opt for higher education so the digital divide is way more now okay now that everything has moved online 
the digital divide is a lot more okay uh, now this challenge has further intensified for students in the rural areas you know due to poor access to electricity then you know you need to forget about smartphones computers and the internet um you know a, a recent survey report by national statistics office nso you know, titled uh, household social consumption on education uh, stated a report and stated figures like only 4% of the rural population has access to computers as against 23% of the urban population of students above 5 years of age okay so this is huge and this huge divide is not just limited to the access uh, but is also applicable in the use of technology as well okay so you know with 68% of india's population living in rural areas uh, these are the stark gaps in access and the ability to use technology for learning uh, and you know this gap eventually they have profound effects on the development of students from these areas and in the long run it will also impact the nation's development too so this you know brings to us to one question and this question needs or demands to be answered right now okay so how do we bridge this digital divide because we know we don't know exactly when this pandemic is going to end or when we are going to you know start uh, physical classes for all okay where we do not go for this alternative method like one day online education and the other day you get uh, to come for physical classes and maintain social distancing so this is a temporal solution but we need to figure out the penultimate solution like how then we do bridge this digital divide um before i you know proceed to answer this question i would like to explain one key concept that is financial inclusion what do you understand by the term financial inclusion so financial inclusion is defined as the process of ensuring access to financial services and timely and adequate credit whenever needed by vulnerable groups such as weaker sections or say lig as i said low income groups at an affordable cost so whenever uh, you need to go and buy things you know the government must uh, you know give them at an affordable cost okay so that is financial in, uh, inclusion and having access to financial services always like not based on your per annum income or where you are staying in rural or in urban area so it must not be dependent okay um Uh, further i would like to say um, about a government scheme uh, you know the government initiated the national mission for financial inclusion uh, through pradhan mantri jan dhan yojana i think we all know what pradhan mantri jan dhan yojana is okay so it was started in 2014 by narendra modi government and the ultimate objective was to provide universal banking services for every unbanked household you know based on the guiding principles of banking and banking the unbanked and securing the unsecured and you know funding the unfunded and serving the unserved and undeserved areas so you know so pradhan mantri jan dhan yojana in 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 a brief uh, wanted every single person be it a farmer or a uh, you know very very uh, vice president of a company like very established person like both these segments of people you know to have a definite bank account and to make sure that they inculcate you know the habit of savings or the habit of 
going to the bank or knowing how does the bank function like interest rate when can you apply for loan how much loan amount you must take when do you repay what if you do not repay like everything so the government wanted to make sure that every strata of of our society you know from artisans craftsmen farmers peasants uh, to you know well established higher income group people so everyone must know what in, uh, what banking actually is and how you must uh, divert this uh, service okay banking service i would like to state that um, you know the national mission you know for uh, digital inclusion okay uh, there must be something like this you know like uh, we already have you know national mission for financial inclusion okay which is actually pradhanmandri jan dhan yojana but uh, we must have access to uh, something like digital inclusion like everyone must be digitally connected because uh, we are right now in a digital society we are right now in an information society okay and the ultimate aim must be you know uh, of this kind of mission the government must look forward to all these missions and the ultimate aim must be to provide access availability or say ownership and affordability of digital device like we know how much a smartphone costs or a tablet or a computer um, i think redmi came up uh, to in 2018 probably with a smartphone you know and it was heavily promoted uh, i think it was redmi note uh, 5 or i think redmi 5 something something of that sort i don't remember the exact Uh, name of the model but i remember that it was being promoted heavily you know and it was being highlighted as desh ka smartphone so whenever you mix pe- uh, you know patriotism to all these key things so it sells so you know now the fact that you know to attend online classes or to uh, you know access information online you know you must not only have a phone with basic features okay where your phone does not lag when you do the online classes it must also um, be able to you know go for the long run okay it must not stop working in say 2 or 3 months so that would incur a lot of cost and again uh, smartphones nowadays you now if i'm talking about all these basic features then smartphone under this segment they cost i think more than 10000 right now um, tablets the government must give access to tablets because you know if you're using tablets and you can write and you can take down notes uh, you can have a pictorial representation and you know you can keep that to yourself so that is better and that is you know uh, of course mobile at the same time computers undoubtedly the best thing ever happened to mankind but you know all these things you know all these uh, gadgets that i'm talking about say smartphone tablet and computers these are quite expensive so you know we cannot expect a person who is selling say onion or you know potatoes or you know such things you know to own a tablet or to own a computer or to own a smartphone but you know if they do not own that what happens is the digital divide increases it keeps on increasing because you know if like these people who work they are going to buy all these things for the kids so that their kids can continue their uh, edu- online education or these kids you know continue to access uh, information so you know the government must look into this you know to provide uh, all these uh, digital gadgets you know at an affordable rates and the second aspect is internet service you know if you you have a computer and again without internet it's nothing 
you have your mobile phone again you know it it will just be used to call one person or you can message or click photographs or do a video that's it so you know without uh, again a stable internet connection a phones uh, usability decreases so the government must look forward you know to also help students from all sections of the society you know to gain uh, a stable internet service okay uh, i don't know how many of you know that um, uh that the government of india actually launched a mission pertaining to this you know pertaining to digital divide of course not like that's a suggestion that i'm saying like like national mission for digital inclusion in sync you know just the way we had national uh, mission for financial inclusion through pradhan mantri janadhan yojana so this is a scheme that was that has been launched by the government of india and it is known as national broadband mission okay so the aim of this mission is you know to provide broadband to all villages in india by 2022 so which is a welcome step of course towards digital inclusion but the need is again to ensure last mile connectivity like to make sure that every person of that village is connected uh, i don't know how much this is possible or this is feasible because uh, there are still a lot of villages you know that still do not have access to electricity so you first need to have access to electricity and then you know access to a stable internet service okay and you know the of course the government must also look forward to the ownership of digital devices for accessing the content the other suggestion uh, that the government can you know work on is actually wireless fiber okay so what do you understand by uh, wireless fibers you know wireless fibers uh, use a combination of say fixed wireless high speed microwave and fiber optic technology you know, so larger than life things to deliver broadband directly to homes or businesses so a small satellite is usually installed on a pole or your roof and a cable is connected to a router where you need internet connection so it by- bypasses miles of common underground fiber copper and cable infrastructure that often fail due to you know construction flooding or manhole incidents so of course the government can uh, you know distribute such uh, wireless fiber and you know when when you get wireless fiber wireless fiber uh, the internet connectivity is extremely fast and reliable that is stable at the same time and of course it also costs less okay so this is one of the options the government can uh, actually look forward to you know so uh, there are other advantages also you know to wireless fiber like it allows multiple devices to connect from anywhere you need them to so once you have access to that in your house you can connect your smart tv your mobile your uh, computer everything okay and you only pay for one connection at your place again uh, they can potentially you know accommodate more users as i said and uh, further you know it is cheap okay it is a cheaper way for internet uh, and uh, the amount of cost incurred is less so these are the things uh, that must be looked upon at the earliest Uh, you know to bridge the digital divide i don't know how much it is possible to actually bridge the digital divide but i uh, really hope 
that the government takes initiative you know to at least lessen the digital divide that is evident in our society uh, well uh, i would like to end my podcast here please send me uh, your suggestions to how can we uh, you know end digital divide on our whatsapp group uh, we will discuss this over here well thank you for listening you know love you bye